Let's make sure that's mic is on. Give me one second. Sting, testing. There you go. Why don't you say that again? Okay. Hi, I'm Jules Jimbroni. Um, thanks for having me on, Oscar. And I brought with me my good friend, and we're collaborating on something right now. Barnett, do you want to? There you go. Uh, Barnett Cohen. <laughs> These are the close SM57s. You get all that. I know. There's a, we need the little pop filter. No, it's good. It's like in the mouth. So again, Jules. And Barnett. And Barnett. Yeah. Jules and Barnett. And we are here to discuss, as they've yes. mentioned, this uh, Fault Lines record. I'm actually holding it up right now. Maybe we can take a little picture on Instagram and put it up so everything can be yeah, live. Sure. Um, the Fault Lines record is a collaborative record. Yes. It actually features quite a few artists um, from LA, right? Yeah, actually, everyone is from CalArts mostly, except you. We're doing collaboration with Sarah and then um, a recent Jorge. graduate. Um, yeah, so all CalArts MFAs, actually. Cool. So um, Fault Lines is, tell us more about it, because yeah. we'll, we'll throw it on in a second. Yeah, so um, I co-founded this collective label in New York last year with my good friend collaborator, Gio Wyeth, who also has a show at Human Resources this month. Um, and we decided we wanted to put out records, LPs, and to create a space in which artists are collaborating and thinking about collaboration, not only just like with other people, with other art forms, but also like within their own practice. So not just taking music and putting it into like a larger world and context. And so this is like the third album to be released through Pack Projects. And um, so basically, I asked 11 different composers from CalArts um, to contribute material. And I worked with Jen Hutton, who's the writer, and Sarah Faith Godesigner, who's the graphic designer. And we came out with this concept, Fault Lines. And Jen did this amazing writing, which is on there. And it's also on the website about Fault Lines. And we were talking about different, like, different conceptual and physical concerns with um, lo looking at this looking at this topic and how this can, re can relate potentially to creating different sound space. And um, so that, she did the writing, and then I sent the writing to all these different composers, and I asked them to make work based on this writing. Um, and I had some, kind, some, some aesthetic concerns around you know, using real instrument, instrumentation, specifically about looking about timbre and space and um, so really contextualizing the sounds in an actual physical environment so and not thinking as much about like narrative form but um, but about physical spatial dynamics acoustical acoustic space so that's and then yeah so and then the artists wrote these pieces and then they wrote reflections or, or contributing photos and there's gonna be a book and digital download and yeah, so this is just like this, this is like an extension of my own practice where like I become a, you know, curator, director. I just really enjoy working with other people. It's been great listening to this album. You know, it's it's a really, I'm really excited about it. And it and all the pieces, somehow they work really well together, um, but no one heard each other's work. I mean, it was literally right, they're writing from this text and, and coming up with these these forms, and then they all somehow work really well together. So awesome! So let's um let's listen to some of it. Yeah. So the first so song on the album is by is by Morgan Gerstmar, and it's called Lost Plate. And actually, I um I helped engineer this. It's a four piece um, string quartet, and. Rolling in a second. And here we go. Okay, okay, we got the wrong side going. So scratch that. We're gonna flip it over. Because this is the test track. 
We're listening to the test press, everybody, of the Fault Lines record, which will be available when, when, when will this hit the world? Well, we have our opening at Human Resources on September 29th. September 29th, opening at Human Resources. At 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. But you can order it online. Cool. And you can visit the site packprojects.us. And now let's let it roll. Awesome. So we just listened to what, Jules? That is Morgan Gersmar's piece entitled Lost Plate. So for those people just listening in, and just to clarify, mm -hmm. what happened was there was a piece of text yes. that was sent to the artist. Yes. The artist then took the piece of text, yes. made some tracks. Yes. And the text was written by... Jen Hutton. Jen Hutton. So in, is this person a poet or some sort of... Yeah, she's a writer. A writer. And... She, yes, she writes prose mostly and then does some art writing. And so this for her, I think, kind of allowed her interest in multiple forms. We also took a class together with Michael Pizarro called GeoSound um, that with I took with Jen and really helped to give us um, kind of fodder for this, the, the kind of questions that we're asking with this kind of project and delve a little bit deeper into what ha what the implications are when we're dealing with space or environment or place with sound specifically. Now the idea for the for I guess the to, to get the ball rolling was your idea from the start. Um, Did it germinate with you? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I, I like 
for better or worse, to do uh, big collaborative projects or like to get people. So I always wanted to do something like this at KellArts. There's a grant that you can apply for there that kind of allows for this kind of these kind of collaborations. So yeah, I mean, I definitely have been spearheading the cool the project. And was it? I mean, it's t it's called Fault Lines. Yes. I mean, is it because because I, I know that you moved here from New York recently. Yes. Is it because you're in Cali and earthquakes? Is that? Yeah, I mean, we wanted um, well, up in you know Epic Hell Arts. I'm, yeah, it's just you know you're struck by this the 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 environment. It's the the omnipresent. You know, there's if there's anything that I've, you know, felt was an overwhelming presence is the landscape is where we we were situated. And so, um, how do we deal with that in a way that is. Um, that has almost metaphoric qualities as well, and, and thinking about the earth and, and wanting to create a, a physical, like a pinpoint or like a focal point for these sounds to be created from, but not having it be maybe like, you know, not latitude, longitude, but ma rather um, something a little bit more abstract, but still retains like, these physical properties. So fault lines is a good is a good kind of in between because it's actually there. Yes, right. It's a yes. It's it's, it's all a real, around. It's, it's a real, real thing. thing. The five freeway is it the five or one of them goes right along it right for a second. Yeah, I mean the whole this whole area is is surrounded by right. So it's it's you know and it has potential to you know cause a lot of destruction and yeah. it's right underneath and and we live as if that's not going to happen and so there's all these different implications I think with it. Cool. Um, I. Yeah. I think we should maybe read a little yeah. bit of the work. I'd love to. Um, so this is by Jen Hutton. Rock is a timepiece of the extra present, the long now. Time is compressed in rock's strata of a crude sediment. It, in its record of heave and push, in the gravity of its dead weight. For all its apparent stillness, rock is aroused along fault lines, breaks, ruptures, discontinuities, discontinuities, defects. <laughs> Faults are not vectors drawn on the foundation of the earth, but jogs in the terrain, land buckled and thrown. Stress animates those errant cracks and folds, dip, strike, slip, torque and twist. And yet, along the main branch of the San Andreas Fault, one tectonic plate scrapes by the other only as fast as your fingernails grow. Between those two planes, stalemate rises to petite malls shutter shuddering along the suture. Very cool. Very cool. Let's listen to another okay. track. So the next track is by, uh, it's a collaboration between Molly Alice and Jenica Anderson and it's called Groundswell. Listening to our tracks, everybody, hit us up on the Kate Chung chat wing. Let us know what you think. And this thing will be rolling in a second. You can uh, hit us up and ask us questions, Kate Chung chat wing, or if you feel crazy, you want to give us a call, 818-516-9650. Uh,
Okay. There was two tracks we just heard from yes. Fall Lines, right? So yeah. can we hear the names on those? Nice ones. Um, so we have... So Molly Alice and Jenica Anderson did Groundswell, which was the first one we played. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was David Paha's Swallowed. And... Yeah, Molly and Jenica, and they're all very good friends of mine. And Molly and Jenica just started collaborating at CalArts like this last, I think, last semester. They started working together. Um, they're actually both percussionists. Jenica is that's like what she does up at CalArts, and, and and Molly's also a singer, and she's been writing her own songs. You can see her probably can search Molly Alice, and so that song's amazing. I really love that. Super cool. And they're gonna be actually playing that live at the Human Resources opening on September 29th, Sunday, 7 p.m. September 29th, Human Resources, Chinatown, come yes. down. And the one before that, actually, the, the string quartet is also going to be done live. Great. So, And then the, the last one that we just heard was David Paha's Swallowed. And um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a beautiful piece. It's his voice um, looped many times. And he actually contributed also this beautiful line drawing. Um, I think actually it's digital of, and it's on the it's on the Pack Projects website. It's on our Facebook event um, and Pack Projects Facebook account. It's this beautiful image um, that's going to be in the booklet that's going to come with the album. Awesome. And it's and it's, uh, it's very beautiful and evokes that kind of layering in this very minimalist and um, but very emotionally charged way. So now from I mean it's only a sampling so far these last three tracks but there's definitely like a meditative quality coming through right Yeah I mean I think that a lot of um, uh, I think a lot of the uh, I think a lot of the tracks um, I mean I, especially the the last one and and with Molly's we we are dealing with some repetition and and. Um, and an interest in, um, you know, keeping, um, creating a space and then keeping it, keeping it very contained, like within the par- the parameters of that space, which does create for I think, a um, a way that that the listener can can. Um, what I think about a lot of the time is like how, how sound becomes like an object. And, and for me, these, these pieces kind of do that. And that's what I was kind of hoping for, where you're not, and the object can become in focus or out of focus, um, become closer, uh, farther away. It, it's, but it's not necessarily, um, it's not gonna you know, pull you along this journey. It's, it's, it is a, it's, it's evoking something in the listener that I think is really interesting mm-hmm. that not, you know, that we, we have all different kinds of listening experiences um, and music can be, can do so many different things. Um, but I think that um, that kind of like that focus, that out of focus quality is, I, I guess that could be considered a meditative quality in sound. I guess maybe I was using meditative and, um, yeah, it's, they, they, well, they all seem to have like a similar feel. Yeah. I use the word timbre and like timbre. the artist, like the statement about the piece, which the, the album, um, where, and it was interesting about tam, you know, timbre is like this very ambiguous kind of term in some ways around mm-hmm. music, but it, it differentiates, you know, you can tell the difference between a cello and a flute by the timbre of the, the instrument. And what it is, is it's like these physical properties that we don't really understand, but that, that can differentiate sounds. So you have the same note or frequency, but different instruments playing the same note or frequency and having different, you know. Colors. Colors, even. yes. And, and that's, um, that's something that I think about for my compositions is most interesting to me. Um, and you know, yeah, and, and just giving sound a physical body, giving sound a physical presence. Very cool. So actually, that's my, my track is the next one. Cool. Um, and it's called A Slip. And um, yeah, we can just play. Let's let it roll.
So that was your track we just listened to. Yeah. And this is Jules. Jim Baroni. Jim Baroni. I want to say right. Um, tell us about. And there was, a, there was a very masculine phantom that came in. <laughs> Our extra special guest. <laughs> we'll have to get to you. Yeah, and we have to second. talk about your collaboration yes, soon. Yeah, we will. Sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that piece actually. Um, was I, I I was in New Mexico this summer, um, basically giving me like a doing an artist retreat in the middle of, of the desert in this very special place that I've been going to, and I brought my old reel-to-reel recorder, which is like this old 1980s, a very heavy um, German reel-to-reel machine, and I because um, I, I I just had gotten very sick of using the computer, and I just made all, a bunch of different recordings. On that on that machine that I um, just to tape and then so um, for this process and I took some of that tape to and then made that collage. I also um, the beginning is played with tuning forks on this um, sculptural instrument instrument I made called Round, um, where you play it with tuning forks and it's 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 there's all these different frequencies that are tuned to different supposed chakra points and so there's like all chakra instrument whoa well kind of I mean it's interesting because I don't really know what they all do but I know that when you play it especially in a group because many different people can play it at once it does feel like very bizarre like you get this high or that your body feels very different after playing it Um, and then I was also playing with my my voice um, in that piece and it's, um, I've been taking testosterone for like the last six months or so, and my voice has been changing. And I took recordings from my old, from that, those, that tape, um, and, and then juxtaposed it with, with like some new timbre, which I consider, yet again, that word timbre is what's changing in my voice. Like it's hmm. not pitch, it's not even, you know, it's not low. I mean, it's, I guess it's somewhat lower, but. For me, it's like this noticing this change in the texture. And so that's what I was like working with in that. And thinking about like this body of the tape machine, this like heavy 50 pound block that I have to carry, carry around. And so, you know, just kind of working with like history and, and putting things together that are trying to, you know, make sense of something as it changes. Um, and so then the next piece is um, by, this guy, Aiden Reynolds, and it's called Subduction and Breaks. And I actually want to read a little bit from um, his writing for it. Um, he says, in For Fault Lines, I played with the idea of subduction, the process by which one tectonic plates moves under another as the two collide. Where the plates meet is the fault line. My translation of this process is about as literal as I can make it. Each recording is a reading of one of two USGS documents dealing with the aftermath of the 1994 Northridge earthquake in Southern California and the 19, 
1906 San Francisco earthquake. Both recordings are treated with decreasing low and high pass filters, respectively. The fault line here, I think, is in the intelligibility of the texts. At first, only one of them is understandable, but at a certain point, it switches. The piece is largely about the tracing that line of perception and understanding between sources. The same subduction process can occur in the background field recordings, except the fault line is obscured in the intrusion of the recorded text. The change in environment is palpable as the breaks. So um, this is a, another another piece. And this is the first piece in which you hear um, environmental sounds, which is also a theme in some of the other tracks. Great. So let's let's uh, let it roll. You're listening to Kate Chung Reader, everybody. Thank you for listening. We've got um, more songs coming up. And please hit us up on the chat wing. Ask us a question. We would love to answer it. You're listening to the sounds of Kate Chung Radio. Thank you. 
Okay, Chung, we're back. Um, you've been listening to tracks off the Fault Lines record, which is going to be coming out September 29th. September 29th. Human Resources. Yes. And we'll be seeing live performances of the music you've been hearing, and the record will be for sale. Yes. And this is my favorite part of the record, where you get the... <laughs> that, there we go. Every record has a different one. <laughs> so, uh, Jules, tell us about the friend you brought along, and then let's hear about your collaboration. Yes, so the mysterious manly friend with the, 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 the you were an actor, so this makes sense, the voice yeah. over, yeah. Um, so this, were, so the, so the Fault Lines release isn't, isn't, I mean it is an album release. It is also a series of performances and sculptural installation, video installation. Um, because we wanted to create an experience for people coming to the show. And um, the, I think the album itself creates an experience, but we wanted to um, explore that in, in the, the space, like Human Resources is such a great space, so we've been developing a piece. Um, Barnett, do you wanna talk about yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think Jules and I have just have been in conversation generally about our work um, since we got to know each other. And the, the piece that, or the pieces that we're putting together kind of came out of just conversations. And also what Jules just mentioned about how human resources is such a kind of malleable space. You can kind of do anything there. And why sort of have you know, an album release party or a listening party when you can sort of create an installation with sound, an installation with sculpture objects, an installation with video. I mean, there's the, the, the space really lends itself to that. And then I think it just came out of through, you know, just our conversations um, that, you know, the that started with the idea of fault lines, like specifically what a fault line is, and then sort of abstracted itself and abstracted itself till we got to some other ideas about um, lines and uh, uh, energy, sort of, uh, potential energy versus kinetic energy, and how that might be manifested through sculpture objects hmm. and video, um, and that's that's what will be that will be at the show as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the piece, so 
it, it felt important for us to like name this piece something separate. So the piece is called Sympathetic Release. And um, it's really exciting because me and Barnett just met, you know, coming to school last fall. But we both are from New York and we have mutual friends. But um, and Barnett's in the photo department and I'm in the music department. Um, but we're very interested in, in, you know, installation. And I mean, I think sound is installation. I think of it all compositionally. So, and I, my work is moving more towards that kind of holistic compositional approach where, you know, I, I, I like using the word composer because it allows for everything mm -hmm. and anything. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think this is just like an extension of composing for the space. And so, I, we don't want to give too much away, but um, you know, it's it's going to be something that you can interact with without the performances happening for a little bit at the beginning of the experience, and then it's going to be something that is going to happen throughout the piece as well as performers. And so, how we're going to set it up is perform. Some some people are going to be performing, and some people aren't. We're going to have just like. Um, a listening of, of their tracks because some of them aren't, it's not really conducive to live performance. Right. But during that, there's still going to be activations of liveness in the space through these performative elements, but through the video elements. Um, and and they're, not, they're not very overwhelming, I would say. I think that we're very, very conscious of, of that the sound is, is, is very much a presence that is, isn't secondary or, but, uh, but that, that we're just, reinforcing, I guess, this this concept, this environment. I would also add that um, I think in, in listening to the album and also not being a musician, I mean, I feel that what's very exciting for me about the album um, and also about the, uh, about the work that we're trying to make, and which interests me as an artist uh, alone, is sort of developing, kind of getting back to what you were talking about before, meditative qualities within the work. Um, but meditative in a sense that you can kind of zone out mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing. Right. You know, like, um, and I think that's a really understated quality in, in a lot of work and oftentimes, I'm gonna say denigrated, maybe that's too strong of a word, um, but I think in our conversation and the pieces we're trying to create and are creating, um, and in the album itself, we're able to kind of be present, zone out, come back, be bored, have a kind of a, a spectrum of um, interaction with the piece and with the sound itself. So yeah, I think that's sort of my addition. I think yeah. one thing I'm appreciating from, from what we're discussing right now is really how I think we're discussing music as something kind of beyond just something you listen to, mm -hmm. right? And I kind of like the idea that the Fall Lines project started with, with an idea, then it was a poem, then it was music. And then, I don't know, it, it's, it's cool. It's cool to really respect and appreciate sound and think about it taking up space, transforming spaces, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I go, I go, I think everything is sound. Because sound is, sound is just like an in-between space. I mean, I don't want to use that word. I'm not going to use it, but... I will use okay. You know, sound is is the lim the liminal space right. of everything. I mean, every sound is a movement. Sound is movement. Things moving from one thing to the next. Sound is transformation, in which all things are always doing. So you know, I I think of sound as this like very open, and this is why it's exciting. Even though I do couch my work in an art context, I'm very excited to be a composer and that that history because composition, um, I, I think, is a very radical queer i would say concept mm. because i think that it's all it's it's not it doesn't have to have anything labeled it doesn't have to point to anything as solid but at the same time it allows for things to um to to grow and change it evokes both at once i guess it evokes the form it evokes the body and it also evokes transformation right and so I think that in performance, that's what we're all trying to do. You know, we're all we're evoking we're form and, and movement in, in every way. And maybe to take it there, and then we'll, we'll, we'll play a song, is maybe song has a connection to something like spirit or something greater than our existence on the planet. I mean, uh, yes, yes. Know? <laughs> and then we'll let it roll with that. All right, so this is side B. This is side B.
Side B of the Fault Lines record. Odea Nini, very good friend, amazing composer. It's called Left to Align. listening to K-Chung Radio, 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 art tracks. Thank you. 
everybody i think we're gonna try to listen tomorrow should we i um what do you think well let's listen to this briefly uh-huh. because um this is a really interesting piece this is a piece by todd larue it's called four, 15 corrugated straws on a car through a wind farm on a fault line in the desert Young Radio. Fault Lines. That's the record we're listening to.
Alex Black. All lines. Chung Radio, K Chung Radio. This is our last song off the Fault Lines record coming up now. And it's by Sarah Faith, another signer, and Oscar Santos. That's me. K Chung Radio.
Chung Radio, everybody. We just listened to the whole Fault, Lo- Fault Lines record. That's right. That and was it. That was it. And I'm stoked. Yes. And you can get your own LP. That is a vi- vinyl. You know, it's an actual object at Human Resources, September 29th, 7 p.m. It's a Sunday. It's free. Awesome. We're going ha- to have specialty cocktail drinks. Ooh, from fault lines. From who's making the cocktails? (laughs) One of the contributors, I think Morgan, is going to do it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Our time has come. Thank you so much. This was so great. Thank you for being on. Thanks to everyone who listened. Um, Feel free to contact K Chung Radio. Contact me um, on Facebook, whatever, and we can contact Jules on PackProjects.us. Is that how we? Yeah, and then there's a Facebook invite. Our event happening, and then Pack Projects is also on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, you just said that. Yes. We're both on. We're both on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, and that we can send out invites that way. I guess. Great. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone listening in. And um, thank you, everyone. I'm gonna play something completely different now, just to go for it. Take us out. Um, Yeah. And keep listening, everybody, to K-Chung Radio. I'm not sure what's up next, but something awesome. Um, Have an awesome day.